Hi, Kyle. Hi, Jer. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, hi, everyone. This is How to Draw Without Dying. It's where we, uh, we, it's where we talk about uh, making art and fitting art, especially indie art, into your life because it's hard. I'm Jer. I'm a full-time software engineer who's been making comics since I was seven. And I'm Kyle. I am a full-time artist that is living that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you make? Uh, I make all sorts of things. Comics, uh, podcasts, stories in general. Yeah, those those two are the big two to definitely mention. Hi, Code again. Hi, Cold Soul Cast. We're streaming this. We, uh, so we but we actually both stream this. Uh, I stream it on uh, Twitch.tv slash Ironoki. Kyle streams it on Twitch.tv slash Canoebridge. <laughs> and if you want to hang out with us and chat with us while we're doing this, you are invited. How you doing, man? Ah, uh, I'm honestly, I'm honestly way better past past few Yee. weeks, past few months. Honestly, kind of rough. Uh, well, with covid and heat wave and all the other stuff that was going on during the past few episodes but now that all that's taken care of uh it's, it's good good to be back i guess yeah. uh i'm doing great i'm on vacation i i took i took two weeks off because uh my birthday is this month and i didn't want to work on my birthday and so instead i'm working <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on art uh we'll talk about that a little bit later um, what are you up to tonight? Right now, I am just drawing some of my horror comic of this light, since I want to get back to that. Uh, but I might mess with some other, might mess with some other stuff tonight. We'll see. Yeah, I am working on my comic, uh, Wild Azaleas, the fantasy love story with bounty hunters. I'm almost finished with this page. I got the, the pencils done on Tuesday. I'm getting some ink done tonight, so I think it's just, so I start with silhouettes, uh, basically outlining the character with, with a heavy pen then I add the detail with a smaller pen, and then I add uh, texture to that after that. And then it's scan it, letter it, post it, which I haven't done for the past four pages. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and fix that this week since I have time. Um, yeah, you can find my comics at jared.art. We have kind of an interesting topic to start with. Yeah, today. I was wondering if we we're gonna like do it, do it like a hard start with it or, or a casual roll in with it. And um, I know where I'd like to start the story. Okay, last week. Uh, one of a, one of a regular, uh, a regular person in chat, a uh, fellow by the name of Fanac, uh, was, was just, you know, hanging out watching the show. And, um, I mentioned, uh, Kyle and I were talking a little bit about, uh, Don't Starve. And Kyle got into Don't Starve. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And, uh, and Fanac, I know Fanac both through, like, our chat and through a couple of other, uh, Twitch channels that we both follow. And so we've been in chat together on other channels. And I was like, I've seen you around. You want to hang out? And the uh, dude lives in another city. But uh, I was like, hey, you want to play some Don't Starve? And so he's like, yeah, sure. And we actually asked uh, one other fr a friend of ours, uh, a fellow by the name of Sinister Something, who is also kind of in the same circles. Sinister was too busy. Uh, they're, uh, they're a student, and they were just, they're, they're ramping up with, with like, like, school shit. So couldn't. But Fanak and I just, uh, we just threw on a game of, um, of Don't Starve Together and just, just played it for a few hours. Uh, we, got through, we got through a winter together. That's a landmark in the game if you ever never played it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And um, what it made me realize is that I've got a pretty small following these days, which is better than no following, which is what I had for a long time. And it's nice. It's quite nice. And I kind of had this revelation that, like, wait a minute. There's some, like, hanging out and fun and just, like, hey, you, hey folks that are here, you want to play some video games or something that were I larger, I wouldn't get to do that. <laughs> and so that's what we wanted to talk about tonight is just kind of like, take a moment that like, I think like a lot of people, you know, when you make art, you want it to be seen. 
you wanted to get you wanted to get out there and if you want to make a living at it you got to grow and you got to get bigger but but there's some there's a fun little face in there that that when you're small and you got just just a few people and yeah that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight uh Kyle what because you were the one that suggested it be the tonight's topic what uh what what brought it up for you well, I, I think it's actually a very common struggle, actually, is um, when you're making that transition from uh, very, very few people have literally no one following. And it's sort of hard to make that gap when you realize that those those people that do follow you, your friends, you know, that there's there's two viewers who are consistently at every stream, you know, they do count. And that is a following. And there's some benefits to being that kind of small community that like I, I see like me talking about this from being on the other side I it might I might be making it sound too easy to to sort of acknowledge that you know that that love that comes in even when it's from just a couple of people but for for a long time there I was like oh no one's checking out my stuff uh, even as the you know numbers of my again viewers on Twitch went from like one maybe a stream to two maybe a stream to i was at like five a stream and i'm just like oh still no one's checking me out um especially considering it's not necessarily the same people every time no one can come to every event you do that's not realistic um and i think it was a big psychological step for me making art when i realized that oh no no the people that you know the there's people that yes, I I may have met them elsewhere. They might be my friends outside of making art, like, but they're they're showing up. They they care about what I make. Like they they count as an audience. So yeah, no, I just uh, I when I finally made that like discovery of like wait no I do have a following. I, I did this sort of uh I started to realize that oh I there there are some benefits to the size I'm at now that I'm not gonna have forever uh, because I do intend to grow and I too like. I'd say my aspirations for fame are are quite quite a bit loftier than yours, uh, maybe. Well, well, mine is actually a fear, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I just I I know I just didn't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, Abner Noodle, uh, I did. I hope you did catch it. We did get a Benito handshake. Uh, <clears throat> for the longest time, speaking of Abner Noodle, Abner Noodle was like the only one in my chats for for ages and ages, mm -hmm. uh, and my only Patreon patron for ages and ages. And I would not have like gotten where I am without her support, like without her being sort of that ground level cheerleader. Like, I, yeah. like so, seriously, Abner Noodle, like. Thank, Thank you. you for all you've done for our community. She's a mod on mine. I, she's a mod yeah. for both of us, actually. Uh, let's yep. see. Um, actually, she chimed in. She said, day. I know streamers do crowd control or do invites for things like Mario Kart, Fall Guys uh, for games, but when you get bigger, it, it always uh, it's always random by chance if you get a player with streams. Uh, we get to play with the streamers, and it's usually a short amount of time. I know a couple of people, uh, particularly in the video game community, that have managed to keep that working. Um... A fellow by the name of Mastermind, who's uh, actually a smaller streamer, but I really like him because uh, he uh, does really good Tekken uh, tutorials and taught me a bunch about uh, some of the characters I like in there. Um, he'll just he'll just do streams. He doesn't stream all that often, but when he does, it's all community. It's like, hey, get, jump in. Here's here's the room. Get in, you know. And then a very large streamer, Wooly Madden or Wooly Versus, um, he will use like uh like high kind of kind of the the, the 
a version of high tier patrons, I guess, uh, folks that have been following for a long time, folks that he that have a good reputation in his chat, um, will be invited to be in the rooms, and then he'll play fighting games with Parsec. Uh, which is a a multiplayer tool that that handles netcode a little bit better than most fighting games do, uh, and then uh, I think like recently they've been playing Multiverses, which is which is a brilliant video game right now because it has that built in, where it's like oh hey you, you, it it, ha it integrates with Twitch, so it's just like oh hey do you want to just turn it on for people to to play uh, for your for your community to play, and it's that's just in there, so it doesn't. There, I think like technology is starting to catch up and keep up with the ability to be a streamer and and play video game with your chat. But those are two examples of like one, you've got that open door. It's like, hey, you're my community. Let's play some video games. Versus the other saying, hey, I'm gonna play video games with the community. It's kind of like two directions of the same thing. I'm actually aware of some streamers that make it their whole thing of like, oh, do stuff like set up a Minecraft world and the streamer will be in creative, but everyone else in survival and sort of make it about building oh, something with the community. That's clever. I like that. There, there, and and I've seen similar stuff like that. Um, some more like massively multiplayer like implies something other than what I mean, but games that allow for a higher capacity of people and streamers are still finding ways to get their community yeah, yeah. involved there. Uh I've been like uh friend of the show, Cold Soul Cass, I've been meaning to play many games with with them that they they definitely like both of the MMOs that I like, both both Warframe and and Destiny 2. Uh both of which I've quit temporarily because I I don't have time. But, uh, and, and so it's like, I, I would love to like connect with them a little bit more. I can, um, I can definitely like thug life it for a game that I'm bad at and just get, just get bodied and wrecked if, if it means mm. I get, a, you know, a few rounds with someone cool in like Guilty Gear. Oh my God, I would die in Guilty Gear, but it's such a cool game. <laughs> oh, it's such a cool game. I have, I have like no talent in that game. I don't think I've actually played a verse match. I've, I've workshopped a little bit. What's that? Is your heart blazing? Listen. Yes. Yes, your heart is blazing. I don't. I don't know the lyrics to the song. The point of this all is that, like, these conversations and these these little little networking opportunities and you know connections you make with people, it's a lot easier when you're small. And there's another side of this, uh, like a, a a direction we could take this in that, like, capitalism. Yeah. I mean, that's an entire thing, but no. Uh, the fact that you gotta grow is kind of ingrained in us you know in into our society and uh and and like oh my channel isn't as big as that channel is so like it's it, it this notion that it's all a competition and that the, the numbers are a race and and we've got to uh we've got to d talk about things like i have about five more subscribers than Kyle t or t uh, followers followers you have more subscribers that's that was a joke <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow Kyle. Yeah. Okay, this is Kyle's job. This is my <laughs> hobby. This is Kyle's job. If you have to pick between the two of us, pick Kyle. Uh, I appreciate the plug. But on the uh, on that note, the you're absolutely right. The sort of capitalism drive to be the biggest, to keep growing and growing and growing and growing, is definitely like ingrained in a lot of content creators. I've actually seen a lot of conversations in the webtoon space of some people trying to be like, "Look, I I sort of." seeing that oh 100 people are are reading my comic and like understanding that they need to like having to train themselves to be happy about that because we're conditioned to think that if your subscriber count isn't in the millions it doesn't count 
And that's exactly what I'm like talking about with that whole like, no, the, the two or three people following you do count. The, the hundred people who are reading your comic absolutely count. Yeah. And, um, and that leads to the aforementioned fear, which you've talked me down from like a, an amount. But let's let's be real here. It is an irrational fear. Um, I have been drawing comics for a very long time. And I have tried to build myself up and, and, and develop a following. And I've had amounts of following here and there and kind of not been able to keep up with it. Uh, and that leads us to where we are, which is actually a very nice place, I would like to say. I'm very happy with, with kind of the, the cozy, smallish, but slowly growing sort of thing that we've got going on right now, both you and I. Uh, this, is, this is great. This is, this is exactly where I want to be right now. Um, the fear, <laughs> the, the, the phobia, the paranoia is that like I've got a lot of work out there. I've been making comics for a long time. Uh, I've got, you know, graphic novel, a couple of short comics, I'm working on a second graphic novel. Um I am out there and there is stuff out there to see. Um the older it gets, the worse it gets as you do. My fear is that somehow somewhere like something of mine will just hit a place and then, like, suddenly it hockey sticks and I've got, like, a million people following me in a day. This is, as, as you've mentioned several times, Kyle, that's not how it works. That's not <laughs> going to happen. Um, it kind of was how it happened in the very early days. Um, one of the projects I was working on was, like, almost ready to be linked by Penny Arcade. I was talking to Gabe, like, just a little by email, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. When it's finished, I'll link you. I never finished it, so I never got the Penny Arcade link. That's fine. That's mm -hmm. fine, because if I did, suddenly I'm super huge in a minute. The, mm. Literally the thing I'm afraid of. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, because, like, the, the reason why I consider that an irrational fear is that no... I, I, I do truly believe no one goes from zero to a million out of the blue. They could do it without noticing it. But like what you said just there, like you were close to a penny arcade wreck. Mm -hmm. That counts. Like that is a, an active step you would have made towards that. That's wouldn't have been out of the blue. Okay, I'm you're you're like you're putting me on the defensive of a thing that I have admitted is irrational. No, I, I, I'm just I saying I'm just to, saying that I didn't it, mean to blow you up there. Sorry. As I counter argue, I just want to reiterate that. But the counter argument is that a, a person finds a thing and links it, and then that link goes viral because the, I am out there and people can find me, and and it's just like I don't know what a person will just start linking. And then the thing is, like, I have an entire graphic novel online <laughs> to read. I've got a couple of other things on top of that. And so there's a lot of, like, you find me, there's a lot of stuff to find that I'm very proud of. I'm scared that, <laughs> that like, I've just, been, I've just been piling Tinder upon Tinder upon Tinder upon Tinder, and then one person's just going to come along and spark it. That's, that's, the, that's the irrational fear. So all that to say that the like it, the the level that we're at it's kind of nice. I kind of li I like you guys. All all y'all that are here right now, and all y'all that are here in the future. Who knows? Like if you hear this in a year, you're like following the you found the podcast and you're checking this out. Thanks, thank you. I, yeah, you you came at the right whatever time that you hear this right now. You came at the perfect time because everything seems to be going in like the right speed for me. <laughs> um, and the, 
another like like source of the fear is that I have put all this intense work to being seen and being out there and 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 making these comics that I love making and love sharing and want to share. I've put so much work and and, and so a part of me would like that that um I would like that to um to pay dividends, I suppose. Not so much not even in financial, but in like attention and love. And I'm worried about the dividends all coming in at once. Because <laughs> I've worked really hard for a long time. <sighs> so yeah, everything's going great. And and it hit me that, you know, just playing, you know, playing playing video games with just, you know, someone I recently met in through chat and through Twitch that's like, this is nice. Small's nice. I, uh, I, I, I do think I approached the the last conversation incorrectly from how I intended. So I'm sorry for that. Is that I was, I was more, because I know that's not a unique fear. Is what I'm saying. Uh, just like I know that the feeling that hey, I've been putting myself out there, and I only have two or three people or however many people, and it's not and not not enough. And I'm just like. As someone who's like sort of guided myself through those particular particular like mental situations, I'm just trying to let the audience know that it's it's okay. Like I I think the things that that cause fears like they're they're valid fears, but uh, don't let them get in the way of like being happy in the now is what I'm saying. And that's again more directed towards the audience than you. I, I've ha- I've had these conversations with you in private. <laughs> so here's another thing to talk about. Okay, this is your living. This is your job. True. You are, uh, like you are very financially literate, which like is one of the reasons uh, I think like number one, you've had a lot of like like stability and success at this. Uh, but like, and, and you've weathered some really like stressful stuff really well because you, you know, you know, financial literacy, I think in in, Mm -hmm. in general. So you intend to grow and I think you kind of need to grow still in order to reach like your target, like living wage. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel, how are you dealing with like you know the the comfort of being small and and feeling good about like the level things are at versus you would like to you would like a raise <laughs> generally speaking there's definitely like there, there's stressful times and there's calming times and i i do somewhat have a fire under my ass because i i frankly i'm not really like i am not at I still wouldn't really call myself at a super sustainable pace. Like I can pay rent. I can, I can make it through, but I'm like just barely, I, I really have to hustle for commissions. I really have to hustle uh, there for, for big projects to stretch out through most of the year. And I'm not saying I want to do less work, but I want to not have to worry if in three months it's all over, you know? And I, I think my, core relief in that is i i do sort of know the relative place i need to be at to not have to worry about it anymore and just let things go naturally and it's not that far off um because see this is the difference between 
being a corporation making art and being a person making art is I don't need 50 bajillion mega ultra, the, the most profitable indie comic ever released to get by. I need 200 weirdos to like my stuff yeah, enough yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah, yeah. help me out. And I'm getting closer and closer to that number. And yeah, I, I, I'm pretty confident that I can get there. It's just, is that, is it going to get there before my like safety net I've made needs to activate? Uh, and every time I get closer, the amount of time my safety net has extends. Uh, and boy, howdy, am I just like hovering right above that safety net uh, in, in just the most anxiety driving way. <laughs> it's like you took a vacation which you sorely needed, and then promptly caught COVID and were out for the count for another two weeks, and that was all time that you couldn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, and, that uh, was rough. Let's not forget the heat wave, which mm. didn't stop me from working, but made it very difficult to do so. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't have a lot of room for error right now, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, like... So, I, I guess my biggest fear is, is stagnation. Uh, I, I want to keep growing... Uh, and it's okay if it's a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. It's just I do need to keep growing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a point where it's not that I need to stop hustling, but there there's a point where I can be like, this is like this is sustainable. Now I can grow here from with, with less on my mind. Right. Um, I actually kind of think of it as like back when I was in the day job circuit. Um, I got a lot of advice of like, oh, it's easier to find a job when you have a job. And that is the exact opposite of my experience. Uh, Same. Because when I had a job that didn't pay me enough, not only was it not, not only was it not paying me enough to survive outside of the job, but it was taking up all of the time and energy I needed to find a better job. So uh, my idea, my like, I, I, I honestly think that when I reach a certain audience size and a certain monthly income size, that it's going to be easier for me to make content because I won't, I'll be sleeping better. I'll not spend the first half of my day like panicking, trying to come up with some <laughs> new experiment to get followers. Like, I, I think I'll, I'll just need to have a plan and stick to it and continue to grow, if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And then that leads to like the really tough question, which is that like when you are someone who's just starting this you know, trying to get those first few few people. Like, how do you go from zero to small? You know, uh, that's not a question I feel authorized to answer because um, it took me a long time to go from zero to small. Well, I don't... My my path is weird because, like I said, there were actually a few periods where I did have a following and I wouldn't... I wasn't actually able to, you know, hold on to it. Um, I... Well, it's not one-size-fits-all advice. Rely on your friends like let them know you're doing things and remember that they count that they are part of your audience that, that's my actually really uh, that's like that's that. my bit of advice i think that's exactly what you said to me when like uh, almost months and months and months ago i think we were really early in this and I was like, like here on the on the stream before it was a podcast, lamenting, oh, nobody's follows my shit. And you were like, um, I don't even think you were being like actively depressed about it. You were just like, you made like an offhand joke, yeah, and I'm like, like, no one follows my shit. And you were just like, actually, <laughs> look, look um, where you are. I count. <laughs> look what you're doing, Jer, right now. 
There are friends and nice people in your chat right now. They count. That actually that actually had a huge effect on me when you said that. I could tell and I'm really glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was actually really meaningful to me and it like it shook me out of a paradigm I thought I was stuck in. And I think like I definitely felt like, you know, those those oh, the, those two or three people aren't like they, they somehow I felt like they didn't count. It's it's something I understand intimately because it was I mean like it was something that in the time that I have known you I I had been through that whole arc too and I think you and I in general just have a good avenue of like I've been through something similar and am not anymore here's how I I did it and it doesn't always work because while we've gone through similar stuff we're not the same person by any means oh, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that advice can help a lot sometimes yeah one is still better than zero yes. Turns out it is a bigger number. And uh I, I I honestly like I think that mindset that the one and the 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 one to three didn't count held me back from growing more. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that's why I was like why I'm kind of I I'm I'm a very harsh about mm. like that sort of mindset, I think. I like I wanna say like tough love harsh of like no no like if I see someone do that, I have the urge to be like, no, you have people who love you and are supporting your stuff. You don't have no one. I got a story um, about that. And I think it's because it, it does actually, like, it, it gets in the way of further progress. <laughs> uh, I have a story about that, actually, in that, um, so, I mentioned Wooly Madden, a pretty pretty prominent uh, video game streamer and and, uh, and YouTuber, uh, used to be part of the Super Best Friends. Uh, really cool guy. He's actually, like, my favorite of the Super Best Friends. Um, the Super Best Friends disbanded. He started his own channel and then kind of carried, like, transformed the podcast that they used to do into a new thing, which is called Castle Super Beast. Um, and, and that's, like, it was shortly before we started streaming because uh, it was it was well before COVID. And you, you and I kind of jumped in when, when COVID hit and we needed something to stay social uh, instead of, like, having drink and draws like we used to. Um... I uh, I'm a su- I'm a subscriber on on his channel and uh, and what uh, the way they do it is like they basically focus on themselves in the game and don't engage with chat because they've too many there's like thousands in their chat and then what they'll do is at the, either at the beginning or at the end of of the stream they'll just do thank yous to people who like resubbed and and all that and so uh, I just I, I don't remember even what I said but like I, I did the resub it's like hey I've been a fan for a while and uh, he he read it and he's like. And he used the phrase that you use. He he said, "Oh man, you've been here for a while. You're part of the ride or die crew." I was like, "Aw, <laughs> aw," <laughs> and it feels nice. It's like you know, this is a little thing. This, this is a super huge streamer, and he he actually read my message, but just be like, "Oh yeah, you're you're old school. You're part of the you're part of the real gang." It's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> Yeah, the, the ride or die crew. I I, I like that phrase. <laughs> yeah, and and like those those one or two that are with you right now. They're your ride or die crew. They're the ones that in like in in like two years, they're still there. And now you got five, ten, fifteen people, and that that person's still there. Yeah, yeah, you you are the star. I love that. Like, uh, it's it's kind of like like uh, uh, iconized on Twitch as the founders badge. You know, people people get a little icon next to their name if they were one of the first people to subscribe. Just says first. I think it's, I think there's more than one person that gets first, but like yeah, you I don't know exactly what the threshold or the or the uh, the, the requirements are in there, but like tw- Twitch remembers for you. Oh yeah, that person's been here forever. On that note, uh, in my case, one of the sort of benefits to the size I'm at right now is that 
if a fan comes in, and this actually helped me get out of that exact thing I was telling you about, is right now is if a fan comes in and they're not already a friend, they will be a friend shortly. Uh, and somewhat vice versa, too. Yeah, then uh, you'll be playing Don't Starve Together with them. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a small artist thing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I know I won't be able to make close personal friends with every patron forever, right. but right now I can, yeah. so I'm going to appreciate that. I, I, I've met some really cool people and who who followed my work and I've gotten to know them and they're really cool. Like uh, a good example would probably be a uh, uh, shiny Zubats and squirrel horde yeah. who, who are regulars in chat and on the podcast, you probably hear us like talking about them a lot. They, they chime uh, in often. Yeah. I like it, they, they found my stuff through a personal connection, but they didn't really know me that well until they started following my stuff. And then we got talking and now I like, I consider them really close friends and they're, also, just the, the loveliest chat members I could ask for. Also, complete degenerates, but you know, one leads to the other sometimes. Uh, Amnoodle uh, asks, "Here's a podcast question: uh, When is it no longer considered a small following? What are the tiers outside of uh, none, small, big, decent, mid-sized, uh, grande?" <laughs> I feel like that's a really personal, uh, personal thing. I think like different people are have different goals, and uh, you know what? Probably the better answer to that is what are your goals like i'm here to hang out make friends uh put a show on with you and and uh and get people to read my comics uh that's not a really high intensity thing it's like yeah as people as people come in and hang out that's great that's good for me so uh, like i don't like i feel like i'm smallish and and will be medium-sized eventually and that's that's fine um Let's see, like uh, a, a newer uh, a newer acquaintance online, uh, lady by the name of uh, Lal Tinami. Uh, she's in the like easily in the like couple of hundreds watching and is streaming for like twelve hours a day because she's trying or eight to twelve hours a day because she's trying to get the partner, you know, and that's and she's already well established in like her commission work and this is this is her job, and so she's a I think she's a college student. And, and doing this on top of that and, and paying the bills that way. And, like, so in her case, she's probably large on the cusp of pro, you know? And so I think, like, in order to even answer the question, what is small, medium, large, extra large, whatever, it really depends on what your goals are. What are you actually trying to accomplish out here? I, I agree mostly with um, just some caveats is that... Um, First off, uh, I do think, because Abnerdal specifically mentioned uh, none, small, big, I really firmly believe none is just no one's read your thing. Literally no one. Literally zero people have read your thing yet, probably because you haven't released it. I, that, that's sort of, if, if one thing comes from this conversation, I do want to solidify that my stance is that if one person has read your thing and given you a compliment on it, you are no longer in the none category. Um, I'm actually going to back you up even more on that, which is uh, in Scott McCloud's good book, Understanding Comics. Uh, he talked about being a troll when people asked, how do you get published? And he gave an answer that I love, but pisses a lot of people off, which is that like, um, go to Kinko's, Photocopy a few, a few, photocopy all your pages of your comic staple together and hand it to someone. Congratulations, you're published. I think that's one of those things. Like that, that's one of those lessons that, like, there's a there's an important lesson to that mindset that doesn't always get communicated all the way through. And I don't think it's the people that give that advice is 
problem. I think it's, you know, it's only headlined with the the sentence itself. And that is, like, even though it sounds like a troll answer, if you let yourself believe anything else, it's just going to hold you back. Pretty much. And he would go on to, like, you know, defend what he means by that. And I feel like... Uh, that answer that he gives is a real answer, but it wasn't what mm-hmm. people were actually asking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you and I have already talked about how there's like a difference between pursuing getting art done and sharing it and getting a job as a, for example, comic artist at, at Marvel or what have you. Those are mm-hmm. very different roads to travel. And uh, I feel like what they were asking when they walk up to Scott McCloud and say, they were saying, how do I do this for a living? Mm-hmm. And he was answering the actual, you know, the, he was giving them the genie answer. It's like, oh, how do I get published? Well, you print it and sell it. That's how you publish. And as a, as you know, a self-published oh. champion, uh, yes, I love that answer. The, the best advice I ever got from, and this wasn't a question I asked myself. It was, you know recorded video from a concert from whatever was someone asking us like how how do i you know become a it was specifically they were like how do you become an indie musician how do i go off touring how do i how do i do all this when i'm starting from nothing and uh the musician's response this was jason webley uh, it's one of my favorites he's just like you know i want to be all like you know like maybe build up some savings but the fact of the matter is it's like you know, I should be answer- I, I should be asking you. This stuff doesn't work the same way twice. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a. My answer is do thing. <laughs> yeah, um, there, there's not really a specific step to step instruction that can ever happen from that. People are looking for that um, for good reason because it's big and terrifying, but it doesn't it doesn't happen the same way twice. Everyone's journey is just a little bit different, I, and I really, uh, I really like that too. Yeah. Because, like, again, like, what question are you asking? Um, Mm -hmm. Are you asking how did you do it? That there's an answer Mm -hmm. to that, you know? Are you asking Mm -hmm. how should I do that? I don't know. Uh, A topic we could take on is like the or we've talked a little. Well, we've talked a lot actually about what do thing means and and how to actually push the uh the actual like button in your brain that uh that makes you start put put the pen on the paper and do the dart i sort of like the uh i i like to measure my audience not by any particular platform as much as well like see there's different points to it because like i can judge the general life force of my audience by my patreon um because even though not everyone who supports me does so through patreon the more it grows like it's a pretty consistent percentage of my audience, if that makes sense. Like, I, I have a, a, a group of people that will back whatever Kickstarter I do. I have a group of people that will do Patreon or uh, just bits me into oblivion on Twitch. Uh, thank you, uh, all of you. Um, and then there's people who just read and share my stuff, and that's also incredibly valuable. Um, Patreon's just, like, a consistent dollar amount that I can look at and be like, okay, that's roughly where I'm at on the Patreon scale of people. Um, I think I'll consider myself mid-tier when I am not panicking about... Like, when I reach that threshold I mentioned earlier about not panicking about how much, like, money I'm making. Like, when I can 
when I can comfortably pay my bills and just even if it's just a dollar into savings each month, month if I if I can not have to rely on my savings anymore and let that grow at all, um, that's when I'm going to consider myself personally a mid-tier content creator. <laughs> I, I, I think those numbers will coincide, if that makes sense. And being a mid-tier content creator is different than being a mid-tier streamer. Mm, but. That's a fair point, too. Hey, you want to hit the comic shop? Yeah, let's, let's get that set up. Uh, today is August 4th, 2022, and I found some cool co comics on Kickstarter that you should back because they're great. And, uh, hey, Kyle. Yes? Are you going to die? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, first one I found today is uh, Everyone Dies Alone by uh, Alper Grayscale. Um, it, now that I'd prefer to avoid. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if uh, I do my best with the names, if I it mispronounce your names, please tell me and I will correct it next week. Uh, let's see. So let's read about this after I find some cool art. Ah, it's pretty. Ah, uh, it looks good. Okay. Everyone Dies Alone is a graphic novel about dying. It was a project that I, uh, Alper, I'm reading what he wrote. Uh, it's a project that I uh, worked on for over a year. Uh, for a long time, I asked myself questions about death and existence like everyone else. Then I created a story with my friend. And years later, that project became this. I continued to draw whenever I found time uh, from my other works. But I haven't finished yet. As I mentioned, in the risks, blah, 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 blah. Um... See, uh, I lost my grandmother weeks ago, and this project was uh, this project that was on the shelf became important to me again. So uh, it has become a project that I want to dedicate to her. That's awesome. So, uh, just reflecting on all that stuff that we think about too much, and that's that's the art I wanted to see. Look at that. This looks really cool. Very very lovely ink and shading picture of a lady in the snow by the grave of someone that uh that has died and a and a bird a crow flying uh, you know uh, behind her it's just very very lovely ink and it's you know it's capturing solemn like just right uh we are looking for uh 4568 translated from yen um we just got 500 so it's pretty slow start to begin hopefully uh we get some get some more people looking at it uh, going to be translated into English, Japanese, and Turkish, if I remember reading that right. Uh, that is, that is very nice. Let's see. Next up, I have found What It Takes by Kez. Uh, this is a webcomic, uh, someone from, uh, Spider Forest, it looks like. Let's see. What it takes is the story of Colby after the end of the world and what she's willing to do to find uh, find who she's lost. Along the way, she rediscovers old friends, makes new enemies, and confronts her past, all while searching for the enigmatic city in a place. Will she find Peter, the fiancé she lost at the end of the world? In finding Peter, will she save herself? And who will she sacrifice for her goals? Uh, the story is is noted for including... Machete hacking violence, gritty survival in the face of rabid cannibals, crazy scientists inventing diarrhea-inducing cholera flower, and a roving band of post-apocalyptic LARPers. That's great. <laughs> that sounds like a wild ride. I actually quite like um, specifically talking about the um, PDF of the omnibus it's phrased, this chunky boy was originally made to be enjoyed in a fully digital format. <laughs> referring to your comic as a chunky boy. 
anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, no, we've had friends that had huge projects that that deserved an omnibus, so that's a pretty awesome awesome plan uh we're looking for 8500 uh we've made 5600 already uh from 72 backers really really strong start that seems that seems like a, a launching itself towards success so congratulate well not congratulations yeah we got a ways to go so back this find it share it then hopefully congratulations later okay next up uh this is called black spartans by brandon calloway uh Balbino is on a journey to build his uh, to build his demon hunting guild from scratch, restore the honor of his father's name, and learn how to control his dark power within. The Oni King, uh, Shuten Doji, is also on a journey to unite the demon races and eradicate the greatest threat of their kind, humans. See how these journeys collide in an epic story of friendship, resilience, and sacrifice. That is a good, solid elevator pitch. That is a strong, solid elevator pitch. I love it. I love it. I, just, I got it. That is going to be a cool story. It's already a cool story. Uh, this one is the uh, the third uh, the third chapter. Uh, you can get the physical of all three of them for 30 bucks. So awesome. Well done on that. Hey, dude. Um, let's see. We've got... Oh, we're almost there. Look at that. Uh, only looking for 12, uh, 1,200. Pretty modest goal right there. I hope it goes way past that. Uh, we've already made 900 uh, from 41 backers. So just a little bit more love to get that one done. And still 23 days to go. To, uh, this, I'm loving these character I designs. I love the character designs a lot. Uh, this, this, this deserves to go farther than that. I think this guy's worth more than that. But yeah, let's get that one. Let's get that one done. And the last one is real interesting to me. Uh, this is Fox and Heron by Catherine Briggs. Um, this is a familiar story, uh, a story that, uh, you're certainly going to be familiar with Kyle and, and I myself as, as people who have migrated from places that weren't right for us. Uh, let me read it. Let me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this collage style. This is kind of like, like the drawing and then, and then putting like some, some cool illustrations behind it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of like illustrations on text. It looks like anyway, uh, let me read about it right here. Created between 2018 and 2021. These autobio comics chronicle the emotional transition from an old life to an unknown new one. But let me, reading in Catherine Briggs' description here, uh, let me take you back first. 2012, a simpler time. I arrived in Scotland to pursue a master's, and for the first time in my life, I felt at home. But six years later, I'd have to abandon the life I'd built and return to the place where I grew up. Thanks, UK border agency. Damn. <laughs> Pennsylvania was somewhere I escaped. A landscape of traumas and unresolved parts of myself, but it was also a place of love and possibility. Had I learned enough on my outward journey to survive the return home? Uh, these are 15 short comics that are the curated result of trying to figure out my own process of acclimatization to uh, a new old life. They're painful, hopeful, introspective, and uh, steeped in a heavy dose of why? <laughs> They're also the most experimental of my experimental comic styles uh, from uh, Form Follows Feeling, uh, in, in Catherine Stone's words right there. That's very relative to, I think, both of our interests. Um, I We both moved to Seattle from other places and had a lot of stuff that we were leaving behind and thought of having to go back. I don't... Kyle, how do you feel about having if you had to go back to Indiana? So I've actually thought very hard about this. 
because honestly there would be some benefits but there was a moment in very deep thought about this i realized that i literally without drama would rather die <laughs> and we bring it all the way back around uh this had a very tiny goal of just 400 it looks like we just needed enough to print it and we've already met that we've reached uh 540 uh i hope it goes farther as i always do i wish for these people to do very well because i like it when people make comics uh, and that is the comic shop for this week. Kyle, where can people find uh, links to these stuff? Uh, they will be in the show notes as well as on your Twitter account. Which is uh, at Ironoki. Yeah, that last one. Um, that last one, the art, like the just little snippets of art we got, kind of reminds me of the covers of The Sandman. Uh, you're, you, we were talking about, like, uh, you, you're, you're back to work, you, you did vacation, and then, and then, and then bad sick, and then you, uh, so it's, you're, you're getting back to work, getting back into it? I feel so much better. Like, you, you've talked about how one of the most relaxing things you can do is get shit done, and that's not really the case for me, like, I need rest that isn't getting shit done, but after not getting shit done for, like, a month and a half... <laughs> It it just feels yeah specifically so good <laughs> specifically it's um it's it like I like like I I do like getting I, I do like the act of getting things done I do like do thing but it's having finished something that like I can finally just let that go and just I just bask in it I I think I've got this nice combination of I forcibly had to take a longer rest than I wanted to to begin with. <laughs> Uh, the weather's nice. The sun's out. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting sun. Um, like seasonal depression, I can handle until about March is how I joke. Um, Seattle, Seattle, for those of you who don't know, it's not that it rains heavily. It's that it rains constantly from like October to like late July sometimes. We call it the Evergrey. Yeah, it's just it's just gray. There's just no sun, and I can handle it until about March, and then I start to go just a little bit cuckoo. Um, and I don't always notice that I'm going cuckoo until the sun comes out, and I realize, oh, I just spent the last three months wanting to kill everyone I talked to. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's it's funny because I absolutely do love sunshine. I love the summer. Our summers, like uh, when when the sun does come out, it's out. It is warm mm -hmm. and sunny and blue skies, and it's bright. And the days are very long because we're so far north. Uh, like like at, at the at the peak, we got like sunset almost at ten p.m. It's really great if you need some sun. It's just we have to cash it in all now. And mm -hmm. so I think the way that people like do it is that like like summer is a time to get out, just go outside, do outside things. Um, mm -hmm. <sighs> but it's actually a great thing about my current place is just the the big window I have and a decent height so the sun comes in when it's sunny and I can work and get the sun and it's great. Yeah, and that's actually kind of the funny thing is that there's a reason why I love it here so much is that like while I love the sun and I love going outside and I'm, I'm, I love hiking and camping, uh, I also love these digital things. I love streaming with you guys. I love uh, working on comics. I love programming and writing code. It's why it's my job. Um, and boy, is it hard to do you know anything digital when the sun's out. 
And so I'm actually, I think for possibly for the first time in a long time, I'm really kind of like, I'm, I'm enjoying summer for as long as it's here. I love it. I don't want to rush summer. I want it to last, but when the autumn hits and the clouds roll in and it's gray and dismal out, it's going to feel so much more. It's going to feel so good to, to do like video games and work on art on the computer, like during the day. And so I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not not looking forward to the autumn for a change. It's it, I'm actually like more excited about it than I have been for a while. I, I like the sun a lot. I'm not so much about the heat. Yeah. It, um, it got, it got good I, warm here. Yeah. Uh, specifically like last year was awful. Uh, I mean, like, I think you asked me a question off stream a while ago, which was like, how do you feel about summer? And I'm like, I, I liked it two or three years ago when I first moved to Seattle. Well, I liked it about five years ago when I first moved to Seattle because there were three years in a row of just beautiful mega ultra summer all the way through. Never got really too hot. Uh, smoke season wasn't really a thing yet. Uh, smoke season. Great. That's the worst. Smoke season's pretty bad. That's how you know. You, you, you know what? If you're ever worried, as, as are we? Are we in an apocalypse? Yeah, we are. We are. It is. Oh, no, yes. yeah. The plague and the, and the, and the smoke doom skies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, don't worry. But we are. It's okay. Right. Right. Uh, man, I can't believe it took me this long to realize what a great place it is to work in a library when you're self-employed. Um, especially like during this past heat wave. Uh, unfortunately, it was like the tail end when. Like, Codigan had mentioned it, like, oh, you know, if it's too hot in your place, you might want to try going to a library. And I'm like, that sounds like a great idea that I should do. And then I didn't do it until the heat wave was dropping. But yeah, no, I, I went to work at the library and I'm like, oh, this is like exactly the environment I need. I can like pack a lunch. I can just like work through the day. And it, it's essentially giving myself an office space that's free. <laughs> See, I, and, I considered uh, that. Like I don't think I don't think it would work as well for me, but it's really cool that it works for you and Codigan because like that's dope. Libraries are awesome. Support them. Definitely like a good tool for this particular phase in my life. So yeah, I I uh, I, I worked at the library uh, Tuesday, I think, mm. and um, I just like uh, the closest libraries. Excuse me, the closest library is like twenty minutes away. Um, You're like, we're I pretty close to a couple a, of libraries. You got options. Yeah, um, just walked down there. Uh, got got a nice walk in. Go, getting down there to begin with. Um, and when I was done, I uh, well, I would have stopped by Valhalla Sandwiches mm. uh, because I have a punch card for mm. there. Uh, but they were closed that day because their fridge broke. Oh, um, <laughs> boo! But. There's a grocery store nearby that uh, there's a grocery store that nearby that has uh, fresh meals that are actually quite cheap, and uh, I could also just pack my lunch if I wanted to. And the point is, it it just it was a really nice day, and I got a lot done at the library, and I'm looking forward to doing that more for you know three months until my uh, weird tick where whatever schedule I'm on stops working um, kicks in. <laughs> because <laughs> i know myself yeah, mentioned this where it's just like like no matter how good or how perfect your routine is like every three months it's no good and you need a new one that's a bummer that is an unfortunate tick <laughs> to 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 be perfectly fair it's it's not always exactly three mm. months it's just around yeah. there so like and and if i like have a I, like if i start becoming less and less effective at getting things done I like it's sometimes I don't realize that that's what's happening, mm. <laughs> but it frequently is. And just completely changing my routine is what gets me out of it. Oof. Ah. 
Thought I have a new thing to add to the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. I'm on vacation, as I mentioned, and um, man, do I just not stop working. I, I, I'm I, still, I've noticed. I'm still tired. Um, I'm actually no. This is this is how this is like how I'm keeping my my sanity here because like there were so, like I work so hard at work that like I have realized that like oh I've got a ton of life chores that are just backing up. So this first week has really just been uh, life chores. I bought I bought pants. I needed a new pair of pants. That's how exciting my vacation's been so far. Um, but I'm I'm kicking up the excitement as of so I got a lot of chores done. Uh, a few of them about about I'm gonna I'm gonna build a house. 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 Um, so that's that's coming along much better. Not quite ready to to announce all the news yet, but um, so got some chores done on that. Got some like bunch of just boring life chores that I just oh, I'm too tired to this do this. And so that's all done. And like so just to keep my sanity, I've been keeping a vacation journal. And so, just so I can, ne- I'm not allowed to feel like I didn't get enough done today. I'm writing everything I got done today, even goofing off, because because oh, did I goof off for like two hours playing uh playing um fucking Crypto the Necrodancer? Yeah, that counts because this is vacation. I'm supposed to chill the fuck out a little bit at least. So so that goes on a list. And so I'm feeling I'm feeling like a long like like long list of everything that I did each day. It just feels good to say, oh, I look at all this I did. But tomorrow, all right, no, tonight, apart from doing doing this the, 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 the show with you, um, I've been cooking. I've got uh, so my roommate has a slow cooker, uh, has a has a, an Instapot. I have an Instapot. Then I actually put mine in storage because it's like, well, we don't need two around the house. I got mine out of storage. And um, and I I used to have before I had an Instapot, I had a slow cooker, and there's some stuff that's actually a lot easier to just turn turn switch on, let go. Uh, so I got myself like despite having an Instapot, I also got myself a crock pot. So I have three mm-hmm. pots going. The 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 You're, the what's it? You're living that IRL don't starve oh, life. Oh yeah, I am. Oh yeah, I am. Okay, in in slow cooker stew. My stew recipe. Pretty pretty simple, pretty basic. Nothing wrong with it. It's good old-fashioned beef stew, uh potatoes, carrots, onions, uh some vegetable juice and uh Worcestershire sauce, salt, pepper, herbs. Yeah, it's not a big deal, but but beef stew is good though. So big pot of beef stew going. Uh Instapot number 2. Uh, using using my roommate's Instapot, uh, I have uh, pulled pork. So again, pretty simple. Got a pork shoulder with bone in. Uh, doused with barbecue sauce. Added some added some some dry rub to it. Um, and then that one, I'm also actually not pressure cooking. I'm slow cooking it. So that's also on. And then in Instapot number three, my Instapot, I have corned beef. And corned beef recipe, a little bit more. There's a few steps to it. Uh, I actually didn't. I I usually I usually I usually do a dry rub on top of that. I didn't. I'm I'm in a hurry. I didn't have time for that. So it might. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Still be corned beef. And so that recipe's going. And that one is actually a pressure cooker recipe. That's like uh, I think I, I, just, I put it in there for 90 minutes. This place is gonna smell real good, and it, it probably about now. <laughs> like I have the door yeah. closed between me and the kitchen. It's probably starting to smell really good over there. Why do you ask? 
am I cooking so much food? You're going camping to go fight deer clops. Uh, that's that I'm oh. going to go. I'm going to the wild <laughs> to fight deer clops. Uh, no. So um, number one, it is this has been like a a, a uh, birthday tradition is to is to cook a bunch of a bunch of like delicious meat because I'm a carnivore. Sorry, I like animals. I'm 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 ready to I'm ready to switch off animals once once they make the fake meat taste as good as real meat. I'm ready for that. Uh, Impossible burgers, they're pretty good. I'm actually fine with that eating that instead of a cow. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'll eat bugs when I'm when I'm, when I'm, when I can. I'm still squeamish about it, but I'll get I'll get there when the apocalypse hits and we can't have cows anymore. But anyway, no. Point is that I'm still eating meat and uh, used to barbecue a lot for my birthday and um, hadn't for a while because COVID and can't throw a party. I'm still not throwing a party this year, but um, I'm cooking a bunch of meat. I'm cooking a bunch of food. We're going to have sandwiches and I'm taking it. I'm going to take a bunch of it with me camping. I'm going to leave a bunch of it for the roommate and I'm going to leave a bunch of it for you, Kyle. Oh, thank you. I will, I will give you a, I have to admit you said pulled pork and I'm like, pulled pork, you say Mm -hmm. (laughs) pulled pork, you say, wait, yes, (laughs) salted pork. Yes, Yes. Yes. That is exactly the reference I thought we were making. Um, salt pork. Wondering how much rendering is too much rendering for this particular drawing. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's looking I good. I feel like it's coming along. It. I feel like it's a drama moment. It's one of those like it's like in a in a, in a manga style, which you tend to like kind of like draw inspiration from. There's the moments where the art's got to grab you, and then there's the moments where the art is like just just enough to tell the story, right? And and she's showing off her scar, and she's probably talking about like the transition from dark world to light world, or whatever. And I'm just guessing based on the picture, but um. It, it it it's striking me as the kind of uh like this is not wasted work to get this looking really nice so that because you she's got a feel to her right now that you're drawing uh talking about Kyle's uh, Kyle is working on a picture of road the character in uh in of this light and and just like we've got like three levels of shadow on here we're putting on highlights we've got like the shape of her hair just right like the, her eyes and her mouth are doing a big like very distinct uh emotion uh and so it's like yeah i think you're this is a moment that it's worth putting the art into and if like there is like when particularly in comics like uh we have uh, an art dial we turn up and down uh, the page I'm working on is a bunch of people talking to each other. It's a big dialogue page, and uh, I I think it looks pretty good. I've been I like I love this kind of stuff because like my favorite thing to draw is people's expressions drawn very simply, right? And so uh, I love getting like subtle and interesting emotions as people talk. It's like, oh, what did you say? Oh, this is the thing, and I, oh, I'm excited about this thing. Oh, this is a good point, right? And so like each of these, I feel like I feel like I'm getting this where I can like get a sense of what everyone's talking about just from the pictures. And and that's what I like to do. That's like my goal. But this is kind of like a low art. I'm not putting a lot in the background for this page. I'm just getting like each character, like the thing that matters is their expression. So, okay, just the, the he's, he's holding a glass. The, he's sitting up. They're not doing a lot. They're doing a little just so that they're, you know, you know, people in the room, but it's kind of like turn to turn the, the art to medium. Um, if I do like an establishing shot, I'm turning the art all the way up. I'm putting like tons of details in there. It's a chance to do some world building in the background. I'm going to add details here and here and here and just do this cool, like, like, like scenery spread, which I've been working very hard at getting better at. Um, 
And then and then there's like the fast-paced moments where you turn the art low because it's really just we we're we're getting from A to B and this is this is the spot to, we're just traveling, you know, or uh, traveling both, both literally and metaphorically where it's like we're we're traveling narrative-wise where we've got we just finished this thing, we're trying to get to the next thing and so we turn the art down, get it, you know, panel 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 and then arrive at the next place. Um so all that to say, I think you are at the, this particular picture of road that you're drawing is is a good time to turn the art up. Uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned the like uh, establishing shots. You you turn the art all the way up, and I I know we have a slightly different um, philosophy on this and that. Like I in none of my comics do I go all the way up except on covers and standalone Oh, that's completely fair. Yeah, covers are covers are next level things. <laughs> that's where that's where you plug in another speaker. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting yeah, yeah, it. Actually, yeah, yeah. that's that's because, um, and, and that's the thing is like comics are very different from illustrating. Uh, a lot of my friends on Twitch are illustrators, and they'll do they'll take commissions, they'll draw uh, fan art, they'll draw uh, pinups and uh, and and D and D characters, and you know it, you know it's a it's a job, right? And so like I'll like tune in to people who are fabulous artists, fantastic artists, way better than me. Um, and just making like a really, really beautiful piece, and often doing it, you know, quickly because you know time is money, and so uh, and and like going into detail and all that, blah blah blah. Comics are different, and you do want some of that in here, but we pick and choose our tools because we got a story to tell. We got we got to get pages done. We got to get through this, and so we do turn that art down and up to tell the story. I, uh, to a certain extent, I look at it as, um, I was going to, like, uh, um, equate it to weighted training, sort of, because, like like you said, if I went all out on every single page and every single panel of OTL, this project would be dead. Um, it's, it's a simple fact. It would be too much. But, and, uh, mainly, uh, going at say 50% of what I'm capable of on panels and uh, every once in a while just doing a big illustration that goes all out I um, uh, I, I get better at art in general and that's why each chapter levels up in art so much yeah, that's, that's <laughs> same for me and I think the same for a lot of indie comics where uh, we get good by making more pages and uh, I think you, a very common theme in, in indie comics especially is they they started it and just got it on paper. And then, you know, by making pages, practiced, and by practicing, got better. And then so page 10 is better than page 1. Page 100 is better than page 10. And uh, that's it's one of the things I absolutely love about uh, being a fan of indie comics is seeing that development, seeing, like, as they make their world, their world becomes both easier to make, more clear. And, and it's kind of like this subtle, just part of the experience of, of just diving into a new indie comic and uh, especially web comics where you know, they started it, it's kind of rough, they're getting their, getting the feel for it, they're getting their stride, and then once they're in their stride, just things start to blossom and it's like mm. watching a plant grow from seed to bud to branch to flower. And, and yeah. it does take, it, you know, if you are thinking about starting a, a, a comic of any type, as, as probably as, as I expect an indie uh, indie title, um, that's part of it. 
did you will start as a seed and then a branch like the flowers come later but give it time because because mm-hmm. the flowers will come and then it's gonna pop and it's gonna be so cool but you gotta get through that you gotta get through that seedling part and it's okay definitely one of the things i personally like about um I, I like when I experience art, and this just isn't even indie comics. Like, this happens in industry stuff, too, is seeing it grow and get better as the creators learn to make the thing better. Oh, that happens in TV shows. A thing that really helped me um, get over some of my anxieties about how I felt about early OTL was the TV show The Walking Dead, because I find the first three seasons almost unwatchable. But I really liked like seasons four through six. <laughs> and not only that, it was a massively popular show. Like b- people loved it, uh, especially around the time I made that realization. And it's just like, so it doesn't have to be good starting out. <laughs> it, it can it can grow. And uh and that's a like honestly, that's 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 a virtue of, of a lot. Do you know a thing. great uh, one of my favorite examples is um, uh, the 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 um, the my brother and my brother and me gang. Uh, oh, um, Adventure, Adventure Zone? Zone. Yeah, like the first like part of the beauty of the Balance Saga of of Adventure Zone is that they learned some important lessons by doing it. They learned some real important writing writing rules (laughs) and uh especially in terms of representation like they fucked up and then said oh okay we fucked up we're going to move forward though and and where they went was fucking great well we talked a lot about a lot a lot about like getting your getting your art done and uh and starting off small so yeah don't be don't be afraid to be small it's good to be small and if you got an idea, draw it. Yeah, you probably won't die. <laughs>